Welcome to the Surrendering in Motherhood podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Olivia. Each week, you'll hear real conversations between two moms disrupting society's lies about motherhood and children. We'll be sharing personal experiences that will hopefully leave you feeling empowered and excited about the honor that it is to raise children. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Surrendering in Motherhood podcast. Hey, y'all. So last week we were talking about social media and how it's not really real. And we felt like this would be a really great segue into discussing community and what community means and the importance of real community and how to build that community around ourselves. Yeah, we just want to have a little discussion about what community could be, should be, (laughs) maybe how to find community. It's it's kind of complicated because there's a lot that goes into it. So many but layers. <laughs> there are so many layers, just like everything else. But we were really passionate about this. And we know that we were not meant to do life alone. Yeah. So we need people. We do. And I was also even thinking about it from the perspective of the fact that we touched on this last week, but you and I connected on Instagram. And we have an incredibly close relationship and we haven't met in person. And I know that you're a safe person. I know that I can talk to you. And truly, I feel like you're (laughs) one of the biggest pieces in our community, in myself and my daughter's community. And that says a lot. And so we spent time talking on previous episodes about how mothers and children are not really supported or taken care of when it comes to birth and postpartum and just motherhood in general. And we touched on like culturally how different that is in different places all around the world. And here we don't really have a village and it's so lacking and it's so sad. And it can make it feel really, really hard. And I mean, we both have our own personal experiences from that. We've both talked to mothers who have had not the same experiences, but similar ones who just feel alone. And I understand that. And I'm sure you do also. Because motherhood can be really isolating in general, but even more so when you don't have that community and that village around you. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're the most connected in air quotes, right? Generation, but I would argue that we're the loneliest generation and potentially most disconnected generation. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the internet and online and social media and all this stuff has tried to cultivate this community like thing. Right. But, I mean, we, we talk about there are good parts to it, but we need real life community. We need in-person community. 
in in-person community. Yeah, and I don't know if people like fully grasp that because our world is so pushing to take away community outside of social media. Yeah. And it's it's just wild to me. It really really is because I think even now before we hopped on to record, we were talking about the world situation these last few years and we both had children during that time and we were stuck at home with our children and we didn't have people coming over we didn't see friends we didn't see family and then you hear people talking about their children and and labeling them as a pandemic baby and that's why they don't want to socialize or they don't want to do this or they don't feel comfortable doing that i should say and that is just screaming why community is so important why connecting with people is so important not just within your family like people outside of your family children interacting with other children yeah it's because we're talking about mother motherhood and how isolating that can feel for us but i also have seen how isolating it is for children and the impacts of that after the fact yeah well and i mean more specifically the last several years it's just been made so much worse the isolation but in general i mean the world is not set up to actually support mothers children family no in general no so it's already a swim upstream kind of situation and then you add the last couple of years and everything that's gone on and it it's an impossible situation we we're, we're not meant to to be alone no it it's not good you know what one of my coaches actually told me he said that there's <laughs> there's a spot on our backs that we physically cannot itch ourselves we have to have someone there who can do that like there's literally a spot that exists and he was talking about he was like you're not meant to do it alone yeah no one is like even when people say they want to be alone i understand needing some time to yourself that's different but wanting to be alone all the time there's something going on underneath that we're not meant to do it alone we're not nobody we and even we talk about the importance of physical touch like hugging people they there have been studies that literally say we need for our mental health our well-being 12 hugs a day minimum minimum and then i sit back and i think about that and i think about how that important that is for adults and how often does that happen right and then i think about it for our kids if we're not receiving that, are we giving our kids what they need to, you know? And it's just, again, so many layers, but, oh, it's so, it's so deep to think about how much this impacts all of us. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we've talked about the push for independence. Yes from children from like birth basically literally 
And so then children grow up and then they're adults who think everything is on them. Yes, it's their responsibility. So now we have generations of people who are like, oh, I don't need help. I'm strong. I can do anything. Yeah, just, I mean, hello, you and I. (laughs) Well, it's like, and no, like, it, what what's strong is being able to admit, hey, I can't do this, or mm-hmm. hey, I do need help, or hey, I'm not okay. That is what strength is. Right. But, I mean. You have to do some healing to get there, though. That's the thing. You have to be connected in order to yourself, to your intuition, to your feelings. And we live in a society that's so disconnected while also thinking that they're very connected. Well, and then another part to that is, so then you realize, oh, hey, wait, I'm drowning. Hey, wait, I need help. So then who's going to do that? Right. It's so like. Then, then comes the, okay, what kind of people am I going to be surrounded with? Is it a church? Is it a mom group? Is it a, I mean, what, whatever kind of people that you need around you. So then it's finding people who are not just anybody because you don't want to just be surrounded by people just to be surrounded by people. Right. You want people who are safe, who you can trust, yep. who you can be vulnerable with, who are going to, be on your team and want your marriage to succeed and want your kids to succeed and want what's best for you and want to support you in doing whatever is right for your family. Yeah. Like finding that. Oh Lord, that's, that's hard to find. It's hard. And it's what you and I were talking about too, before we came on to record oftentimes in our society, you don't find that within your own family, your blood family. You know, like if you are want to make sure that what you're, how you're parenting and what you feel comfortable with and respected with your children, like they, those people have to understand that. And sometimes it, you just have to spend your time building that community of people outside of your family and making your own family, which is sad but it's also a reality for many people well yeah because we have a responsibility that we have to protect our children from things that have hurt us exactly Exactly. and so i mean it can be hard when you're parenting differently than previous generations because if they feel threatened by however you're choosing to parent or choosing to live or whatever, then they can't possibly show up like you need them to. They can't show up that way because of how they were parented, but they also do have the choice to potentially shift that. But it's also like what we talk about having something ingrained in us when we were talking about the push for independence, like they're, Like mentally you have to heal and realize that the way you're showing up may not be, or not showing up, may not be what your children need, like us as adults. And in turn, 
are their grandchildren, you know, like we say all the time, like if you're not supporting mothers, that's also impacting their children. If you're not supporting mothers, you're also not supporting babies and children who are being raised by those mothers. And our society, we've said, don't just does not value mothers and does not value children family in general right family and being a family and a family unit and mothers have unmet needs and that leads to babies and children also having unmet needs and so then when we're talking about the hyper independence that we have that's been ingrained in us since childhood since early childhood we're like oh i'll just do it all myself and then you're like i literally can't I literally can't. And then you are, then you are like, oh, maybe I can reach out to so-and-so. And And then you're like, they won't get it. And it's like this cycle. Yeah. But like you said, you need safe people who you feel comfortable talking to and open with and being able to tell tell them how you genuinely feel. Yeah. And that's really lacking. Yeah. And I mean, people that you can talk to, but also people who are going to help you fix or not fix, but help you in whatever situation you're going through or struggling with. Yeah. Because just having somebody to talk to, yeah, that's nice. But talking about things over and over again without having a solution or taking action. Yes. It's that's as traumatizing as it is happening it's re-traumatizing yourself right no right yeah and it just i just like we said before i just wonder how different our world could be if mothers were supported babies were supported fathers and families like how just how different it would be for everyone it would literally be life-changing if people had the support that they needed without having we were talking about this before without having to pay astronomical amounts of money to have that support yeah we've been talking about all of the and i mean it's amazing support that's offered there's all kinds of amazing things that is offered to mothers postpartum or during pregnancy and I was talking to Olivia the other day about a postpartum chef and I was like, that's so cool that, you know, you can hire somebody and they make you like nourishing healing foods. And, and then I'm like, just another thing that's replacing the village. Literally. That not everybody has access to because (sighs) I don't know a lot of people who can afford to just spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Nope. To, have their needs met right like and when you were texting me the other day i started thinking about that from the capacity of like pregnancy and birth too like in other cultures when women give birth they're surrounded by women yeah grandmothers great grandmothers women who have seen what birth looks like and in other cultures they're not doing it in hospitals majority of the time and so then i started thinking about just how it's it's disconnected, right? Like people used to give birth at home and then now it's 
medicalized in a hospital with a do- an OB or a midwife that you don't even know and your your husband and then sometimes now because of the current world situation you can't even have your mother there or, or your yeah. or someone who you trust deeply yeah. and so then I was thinking about like even when I was a doula I'm like we're just replacing what a village is supposed to what people are supposed to have yeah. a postpartum doula a birth doula it's it's just wild to sit back and think about that. You yeah. Know? It's like, what did we say? I feel like it was on the, the episode, one of our very first ones when we were talking about pregnancy and birth, I think. Like, they'll market everything to mothers except for, like, getting back to the basics of what it actually should be. Yep. Like, if, if you can afford it, we will hand you all of the things that can replace you and replace the village and replace everything that God actually already gave to you and created you to do. Yeah. But now the world is just trying to be a cheap imitation of that. Well, and I think that's something that you and I struggle with, too, is just that there's so, it's so disconnected. Yeah. And I mean, we talk, we scream about detachment because it's literally the root cause of all of the problems in the world, truly. And we're just sitting here talking about it, hoping that it's going to open up conversations in other people's families, with your friends, with your kids. It's, uh, it can change lives. It really, really can. And that's why we care so deeply about it. And while we're talking about um, how we don't have that community and how sometimes we have to like pay for it here in the United States, and I'm sure in other countries that exists also, but I feel like as mothers, we have all of the things that we have to do on a norm, like a daily basis, daily, weekly, monthly, and just all the things that are constantly running through our brains as moms. And then because we have a lack of community, an in-person community, we're trying even harder. We're expending more energy to try and build that community. And that is just, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but that's like another way that we're depleting our energy. Yeah. You know? And I also don't know if people realize that when you have that sense of community, when if you had the support of your mother, your grandmother, or you were like living in the same house or the same area, having that community not only positively impacts the mother and the children, it impacts the the older people as well. Like it impacts yeah. our parents positively. It impacts our great grandparents if they're around positively because you're I think about it from the sense of like if mothers feel alone and then in the United States we have people in nursing homes parents in nursing homes who don't see people as often and then I'm like if we were all together it would be benefiting everybody on so many levels so I feel like it's just I want to have a shared mission yeah and, purpose. and like that is everything to be on the same team like all working together 
and being different parts of that team. Yeah. And feeling, and I'm not saying like people don't know what their purpose are, but like feeling like that's a part of your purpose, knowing that's a part of your purpose. Yeah. How God created us to be as mothers, as wives, as women, as children, like it's as friends. I feel like there's just such a, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Just like people forget that. Yeah. And another part, I mean, we talk about like in a perfect world, it would just be this like multi-generational village living together and working together and being together like that. Obviously the world isn't set up for that. Right. And I, I think if, you can do that in a healthy way for everybody. I I say go for it. But I know that there's a lot of people that I've spoken to over the years that they don't feel safe within their family. Yes. And so that's that's a hard thing because then it's like so you set boundaries to protect yourself and your kids but then so then you're like isolating yourself but yes. not on purpose yes but you are choosing that so then it's like I mean that's like a whole cycle of like okay you need people but the people that are supposed to be there are not you can't trust them or they're not safe or whatever the situation is yeah. It's, then you're isolated and you're lonely and then like it just keeps going. Yeah. So that's when I think it's important to like get plugged into your real life community, like church. Yeah. And if if a church doesn't feel right, go to another church. If a mom group doesn't feel right, go to another mom. Like I think that it's worth it to Put yourself out there and be vulnerable because you never know what greatness can come from it. And And it's scary, especially if you've been hurt or if you've been mishandled by people who are supposed to love you and supposed to care for you, or you've been burned by other people in your community or friends or whatever. It's, it's hard to put yourself out there and risk that happening, happening again, it is. but, but we have, but we have to. Yeah. And when you were saying just like putting yourself out there and going to church and like just being your genuine, like authentic self and seeing where it feels right. Like I think about like listening to your intuition, like if your intuition, which is really God telling you <laughs> this is right or wrong for you your intuition is never wrong. It's never wrong. You have to listen to it. Yeah. And when you were talking about like your family and not feeling safe, there's, I can't remember his name. There's this, it's Nate something. He posts a lot about healing generational trauma and parenting patterns. But he talks about like how we have to like change the narrative 
around like family always being safe because family is not always safe. Yeah. And so while there is absolutely the opportunity to heal within your family. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just say like, I'm going to go be around this person just because they're family, even if they're toxic and they don't respect boundaries and they don't respect the way that you're parenting or they undermine you or demean you like, and the same goes with friends and our kids need to see which I, they're not going to when they're younger, but as they grow up, they will see and understand why we have certain boundaries in place and why we make certain decisions that we do. But that's crucial. It's crucial yeah. to your well-being as a mom. It's crucial to your well-being as a family and for your kids. And so, like you said, it's like, are we isolating ourselves? Maybe we are for a little bit, but it has a purpose. It's, it's intentional. And it's living in congruence with what's important to you and the way you parent and the way you live your life and the way, or excuse me, the people you want your children to grow up around. Because that, whether people acknowledge it or not, the people you spend time with as you grow up make a huge impact on your life. Yeah. What's that? Um, saying like you become like the five, the five people, people that you're around the five people the you spend the most time with yeah like, I mean I don't take that lightly at all no I mean that is something that is very serious for me the yeah. people that are around my children it 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 is a privilege Mm-hmm. to get to be around my children. So it nobody has the right to be in my children's life. Yes. It's, and a lot of people take issue with that. And most of those people are people who have their own internal stuff to do, <laughs> to deal with. But yeah. that's not your responsibility. It's not on know. you. It's on them. Well, and if, if people are not healthy for you, then yes. they're not healthy for your children. Right. Whether that's family or friends or whatever it is. Right. Your your kids are watching you. They're watching how you treat yourself, how you treat others, how others treat you. Yep. And they're watching how you treat them. They're watching everything that we do. And they're internalizing it and they're learning what to think about relationships and what to think about community and what to think about family and all of those things. Yeah. One of the other things that I was thinking about when we're talking about like how we're working harder to build community and being intentional about the people we have our children around is Sometimes I also feel like when we are, I don't consider it like isolating ourselves. I consider it like we're doing what we need to do right now until we find and build that community. But I think as moms, like what you were talking about earlier, like we do everything. Are we drowning or are we depressed or do we just not have the community that we need? Because 
I think a lot of the time, not only are we spending energy trying to build that community, but then are we also trying to compensate for our children not having that community? Like to overcompensate, like trying to do things that are just like, we can't fill that void. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're doing way too much. Yeah. Yeah. And and then we as adults, like what we were talking about, the hyper-independence thing, we think like, it's not good enough. Like everything that I'm doing is not good enough. I could do more. I could do better. But then at the same time, it's like, I want to shake myself and be like, you need support. You can't be all of the things. You're one human. Yeah. You know? And I feel like, I mean, I'm coming out of a, like, three-plus-year period of me feeling very alone. Yeah. And being very alone. I feel the same. And... Part of that was, yeah, it was a choice. Absolutely. I mean, we made a decision to move away and start up our own thing as a family and focus on different things. And so, yeah, it was our fault, I guess you want to call it. But then it was also a period of like, we kind of needed to be stripped down to nothing to figure out what's actually important. Yes. And what, what we actually want to be and who we want to be and what we want to do and just our priorities. Yes. And so it, it really got to a point where it was like, I, I don't want to just be around people just to be around people. Yes. Like I need, I don't want to do small talk. No. Oh my goodness. But then then I was also, I felt stuck because I I think that being isolated does just further you feeling like you need to be isolated. So that's kind of, you can get into a dark spiral Yeah. of that. And I mean, then, I mean, I know for me, I got to a place where it was like, I don't even want to explain myself to anybody. Right. Right. Like I'm too complicated. I'm too much. You won't understand. I'm crazy because I'm not like the rest of the world. Yeah. Basically weird and everything that's important to me. Yep. I'm basically backwards of everything that's normal. Yes. So then the thought of even putting myself out there like I, nobody's going to understand me. I can't be fully known. I can't be fully seen. I can't be myself. And, and that's not a good place to be because then you just further isolate. No. And so that's when, I mean, you got to put yourself out. There. And that's what I'm right now. I'm seeing the fruit of me putting myself out there. Yes. I mean, I am building friendships that mean so much to me safe friendships and i mean i'm we found a church that feels like what church is supposed to be for the first time ever like that we we would have never found that if we just stayed at home right and we're like i mean but 
I feel like it's so easy to get sucked into the isolation. I mean, one that of course, everything that's happened the last several years, it just perpetuated everything. It did. So, and, and that is a lie from the pit of hell that people will not love you and know you and see you for exactly who you are. That is a lie because the people who, yeah, there are people out there that you will be too much for, Mm -hmm. or that can't handle everything that you bring to the table. Those are not your safe people. No. So then you say, okay, thank you for your time. Or we're just going to be friend acquaintances and you know, that's what it'll be. Yeah. But there will be people who you meet that it turns into something beautiful. Yeah. And so if you're feeling lonely, hold on. Yes, please. Don't stay alone. Don't stay there. But if you need a minute to breathe or to refocus or realign or whatever, do that and then look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I am worthy of being loved and known and seen and taken care of. Yes. And I want to do that for somebody else as well because it's a two-way street. And I love literally every single thing that you just said. And I find it fascinating that despite literally being on other sides of the country and having completely different lives, everything you just said was exactly what I have gone through as a mom. Those same exact feelings. Maybe not the same situations, but... I remember feeling like the odd one out after having my daughter, like people just didn't understand why I was choosing to parent the way that I wanted to parent. And not only just like family, but like friends. And still to this day, I mean, I wouldn't say that they're the same friends in air quotes. Um, Still to this day, there are people who don't understand my decisions and that's okay. But I felt so alone because in a detached society where everyone else is just having babies and leaving them to cry it out and putting them on bottles and leaving them with people they don't know, like that's what's deemed normal. And so when you're doing it differently and when you actually want to be near your baby, like that what we're created to do, it was just seemed deemed as so radical. So it's it. And then also the whole world situation and being home all the time. But I also feel like sometimes we need to be alone. We need to have, like you said, you had that, that period for you guys, which was like really just tuning turning inwards and tuning into what mattered to you and realizing what mattered to you and what didn't matter to you and deciding how you want to live your life and who you want to be and how you want to raise your kids and who you want your kids to be around. Like sometimes you need to be away from people in order to do that. 
Because yeah. when you have the outside noise telling you to do this or telling you to do that or listen to this expert or listen to that expert, you're not paying attention to you and what your heart is telling you. Especially when you're recovering codependent people pleasing type yes you have to separate yourself from everything to really be like okay wait what are my thoughts what are my beliefs what do i feel like i'm called to do right that and also remembering that you are the parent of your child i think is something that a lot of people forget or they just worry about being judged for doing things differently or they worry about opinions or constantly hearing about it year after year so they just go along with it. I, it, It's important to remind older generations of that in a respectful way. And saying that is setting a boundary and your children need to see you setting boundaries. Yeah. Because they need to know that if they're not comfortable with something and they don't know how to speak yet or they don't know how to voice that or they don't feel comfortable voicing that, they know that you're that safe person who will voice that for them and ensure that those boundaries are respected by other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that also, yeah, it's – and I think – I understand why people think that it's having those conversations brings up a lot of feelings or that they're difficult conversations, but those conversations need to be had because you are the parent. Yeah. And if you're spending all of your time raising your children a certain way and then somebody's coming in and giving them a different message, that's going to be super confusing for them. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also important to remember that you're not parenting your children at anybody yes so if so if people are threatened or they don't understand or whatever then that's that's a situation where they have to be respectful enough to want to understand right or to i mean that that that's on them. Every, everybody has to be responsible for their own stuff. Right. So I think that there's a way that that can be handled in a respectful and loving way. Right. And I mean, I'm, I know you and I are just going off of what we see, like the, our communities on our pages that we've talked to women and stuff. It just seems like the common theme is that they can't talk to their parents yes or they don't have or like their parents are supportive but then their husband's parents aren't or or you know it's it seems like it's always one side of the family or whatever that that's a hard thing to navigate it's really difficult and i honestly don't know if marriages and families can be healthy if they're not surrounded by safe, loving people who want what you want for your life. Yes. For your life. For, for you and your husband to be like, you know what, this is what we're trying to do. This is what is important to us. This is what we feel like God is calling us to do. 
everybody needs people who are going to be like, hey, I see you doing that. Let me know what I can do to help you. How can I support you? Yeah, that's and then and then we do it for other people. Yeah. And that's how we all take care of each other. Right. And I mean, isn't that what community is all about? You know, like yeah. we're not all the same. We're never all going to be the same. Everybody yeah. has different needs, but recognizing where you can help someone and support someone. I don't know. I just feel like that's that's really lost. Not everywhere. There's definitely people who are actively trying to do that, but I think we everyone in society would really benefit more if everyone was trying to do that. Yeah. Because it's not just it's not just hey, I'm doing this so I can get something out of it. You know, it's like we just got to help each other. Yeah. You see someone struggling, you see someone who could use a hand, you see someone who could use encouraging words. And that's yeah. the other part of it too that I think people may not realize is that sometimes people just want you to listen or sometimes yeah. people just want a hug and you can cry <laughs> or oh. sometimes people just want to have food. Yeah. You know, and I think like people think it needs people think that it needs to be these grand acts of service and it really really doesn't. What it comes down to is just asking that person what they need. Yeah. And them feeling safe to tell you what they need. Yes. So you can that is, give that's them That's exactly That is exactly what I was That's exactly what I was thinking just now. Like being in relationships where you feel safe enough to say Hey, I'm having a really hard time. Could you come over and watch my kids? Yes. Well, I go for a walk by myself or go get a coffee by myself or I mean, and that goes back to the asking for help part that I feel like a lot of people struggle with. And that's another thing about isolation is you it that's another one of those lies that your mind will tell you like you are by yourself and you can do everything or nobody cares about what is important to you or whatever because we we can't we can't do it alone no and and you just talking about that that made me think of like when I want to say it was like a month into my postpartum. (laughs) There was a time in the house we were living in that all of a sudden yellow jackets just started coming into our house. Oh no. And I was home by myself with our two dogs and they were freaking out. And my daughter was obviously very tiny. And I was like, I don't even know who to call right now but I had two friends who lived close by and I texted them I was like are you home (laughs) I was like can you come walk the dogs with me and they showed up they had both just worked all day and they showed up yeah and like those are the people that you need yeah and that's I think we sometimes think that it has to be these like grand things and it's like no it doesn't have to like cost a lot of money. No. Just having people that know that you, their stuff is safe with you. 
they can ask you things, they can tell you things and you know, it's safe. Yeah. We need, we all need safe people who we know we can talk to about things who won't judge you or hold it against you or keep bringing past things back up. You need people who are going to support you and cheer you on. And I think where social media, one of the things where it just takes a lift is people make content to be relatable. And I get that. I get that. But it stays in a state of being like gossiping or complaining. Yeah. And then it just stays there. Yes. So it's like, yeah, like it's funny, you know, real life stuff, real marriage stuff, real parenting stuff. I mean, I I feel like majority of that stuff is not even funny to us, but sometimes it is. But yeah. but okay. So like, what's the point in like relating or talking about it if nothing's going to be done about it? Yeah. So it's like, so yeah, here we are relating on this or we're laughing about this, but like, what is that doing? Right. That doesn't help you in any way. That doesn't solve anything. So I, I love that social media has this sense of where people can be vulnerable and they can tell their stories and feel connected in that way. But then what? Right. Because I think where you and I became friends was the things that we were writing on social media. Yes. That's another thing is we have to be able to tell our stories because you never know who needs to hear the stories that you have to tell. Yes. And And that's why we connected. It is. You read my stuff and I was reading your stuff and I was like, wait, I feel like I know her. And you were like, wait, I feel like I know her. (laughs) We just started talking and that's what happened. Yeah. And it's, It's so interesting because when we're talking about the social media aspect too, I feel like sometimes there really, there are other people that you connect with who are like really hyping you up and like responding to your comment or commenting on your things. And then there's people who are having like the deeper conversations like you and I, like we started talking outside of Instagram about other things. And I think that the flip side of that is that what we've both shared before that sometimes when we write something or make a reel there are also people who have very different opinions than us who get mad at us for sharing these things so those people aren't safe people for us yeah but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't share what's on our hearts yeah because like you said You never know who is going to come across it, who's going to read it, who's going to hear one of our conversations and just be like, I needed to hear that. Thank you for saying that. I have felt this way, that way, X, Y, and Z. And just reaching out to that, reaching out to us because we know it's not easy being a mom. Yeah. And we know that, yes, there's a lot of relatable stuff that's surface level. 
but there's also a lot of things that go on underneath that that people are afraid to talk about because they don't want to be I don't know the word I'm looking for not judged but just like deemed as woo-woo or weird because they're feeling certain ways so we have to have these conversations that's why we started this podcast (laughs) yeah earlier um today's sunday when we're recording this and at church this morning my pastor preached on pornography which is a very hard conversation to have right but i mean i was already thinking about that we're having this conversation about the importance of community and that's what i was thinking about throughout him preaching this morning and he was talking over and over again about like how we have to be there for each other And he's like, I want this place to be a place where you can reach out to people and say, hey, I'm struggling. Yes. And not be judged or shamed, but be like, hey, I love you and you're struggling and I want to help you with this. Yeah. And I want to help keep you accountable and have that kind of safe space for relationships like that. Yeah. And he said, I wrote it down. He said, you're only as strong as you are honest. Mm. And I was like, that is so true. How many people are like, I think we talked about it last week, like acting like everything's okay when it's not really okay. Mm-hmm. You're presenting like, oh, I don't need help. I'm not struggling. I'm Everything's fine. When it's like, no, you don't have to be like that. And it shouldn't have to be like that. But I think there is a part of like, oh, I don't want to admit that I'm struggling with motherhood because I don't want to be, I don't want to come off as complaining or I don't want to be shamed or I don't want to seem like I don't love my kids if I'm like feeling like I'm going to lose my mind. Right. It's like, no, that's not safe people. Right. If those people are making it like that, then that's not your people. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is that like what you shared, um, uh, Jackie, that video you sent me the other day, um, Perry is her last name. Oh, yeah. People think that, like, because they follow you, this these are her words, people think that because they follow you that they have, like, a right to tell you what you can or can't do. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's happened on my Instagram account, too, and I don't have a following like she does. And... People think that they know you because they follow you on Instagram. And so you don't. No. Because you're not seeing all of the layers of that person. You don't know them in person. You can't. It's not possible. Even if you are, if you're telling the truth about everything that you post on your social media, it's still not the whole truth because people cannot possibly see the whole picture no of everything that's going on no. all of the time no. it's it's not possible no and that's where the real in-person stuff matters that's where yeah. having real conversations matter yeah because that's how you get to know people having yeah. real genuine honest conversations having the conversations that feel hard the conversations that feel uncomfortable. We have to be able to have those conversations because if we're not, then we're not being ourselves. 
Yeah. We're being a watered down version of ourselves yeah. <laughs> or maybe not even ourselves at all. And it's kind of crazy, but the way that we heal relationship hurt is with healthy relationships. Yes. So that's why it's so hard to get stuck and feel isolated because if you've been hurt or if you've been, you know, in toxic relationships, then it's like, well, I don't want to do that again. Yep. And, and I, so, but the only way to heal that is to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. So it's like, it's hard. It's, it's just hard. It's heavy. It's work. Yeah. But then I also think it, think about it on the other end. And I'm like, this hard work we're doing ourselves internally, healing, setting these boundaries, finding safe people, it is going to be incredible what comes out of it. And the community that we have for ourselves, the community that our children get to grow up in, friends, family, and and all of the healing that can happen in in family relationships, in friendships, in marriages, in parent-child relationships, you know? Yeah. So it may seem like overwhelming when we sit and we talk about it, and I don't want it to come off that way. But I also think like we need our time to process, we need our time to heal, and then we and then that helps us show up as ourselves. And that helps us find the relationships that we're supposed to find. And also God works in mysterious ways. So it's a combination of the two. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why it's important to tell your story. Yeah. I think that I think people are placed into your life on purpose. Yes. And just think of what you would miss out on if you aren't vulnerable and you don't share what's important to you and you don't stand up for what you think is right. Yes. You you have to do all of those things. You and, have to. You know, in, inside of my real life family relationships I have seen healing and I know I don't take that for granted for one second because I know how rare it is yeah because I talk to people all the time that that's not the case and I see it and I but I I do know that it it doesn't have to be family no. If that is not the situation that needs to happen right now. And it can be a family that you create for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, a lot of the time, because of the way older generations were raised, the families that we have are because are the people that we feel closer with who are not blood related. Yeah. And it it's sad, but it also doesn't mean that there's not a possibility for healing. So it's like yeah. building that those friendships, those families that aren't actually your family in air quotes, while yeah. also knowing that there's the potential to have healing within your blood related family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like if we're all 
doing our best and working on ourselves and just trying to be who God made us to be, that that's all that we can do. Yeah. You know, and then there's, we can only be responsible for ourselves. Yes. And yeah. Oh man. I feel like we covered a lot. <laughs> I, I, I think we probably covered everything. Can you think of anything else? Uh, oh, the one quote that we wanted to share. So this one was from Beth Berry, who has the account Revolution from Home. And she said, healing from hyper-independence is a radical act of resistance. And I think that that was important to share because that's literally everything that we just talked about. Yeah. One, I mean, that's, it comes back to everything that we talk about. That's why we're so passionate about the way that we're choosing to raise our children. Yes. Because they're, they're going to be adults one day. We don't want them continuing yeah what we did yeah so that's why we just want to be intentional about things even when it's hard <laughs> yes even when it's really hard even when we might not want I feel like to. most of the time <laughs> the things that are worth it in life are going to be hard yes because that's just yeah well we would love to hear what you guys think about this conversation. Yeah. I'm going to put the, I've been putting the e- our email in the description of the episode and we would love if y'all emailed us comments, questions. Anything. We've, we've talked about kind of starting up a little like newsletter yeah. sending out. So if you want to sign up for that, um, email us and let us know. And we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And please Forgive me if you hear the fireworks going off in the back of this episode. People are uh, starting to get rowdy for the 4th of July. So. <laughs> I don't think you can really hear them. <laughs> okay. But yeah, feel free to... I think we've also shared on here too that Carly and I are also not being super active on Instagram right now. So if you're sending us messages and we don't respond, please email us instead. Yeah. um, Because we're choosing to be more intentional with the way we spend time off of social media. Yeah. And we know that, so like obviously our, this podcast is online, so it is kind of like a online community, but yeah, we, we feel like with, emailing it feels a little bit more personal yeah and i don't know we just want to help y'all feel seen yeah and known because everybody deserves that and help build that real community as much as we can yeah well we hope you enjoyed it and we will be back next week bye y'all bye